A punt blocked by Michael Hoyt and recovered at the 35-yard line. Cup in motion, the give to Cup, and Cup with a lot of room down the sideline. Cooper Cup into the end zone with a rushing touchdown. An open score for the catch. Another deep ball. Another 10-plus yard completion. Motion from Cup. The give is to Akers to the edge. Akers inside the 10, inside the 5, leading to the goal line. Touchdown, Cam Akers. Pumps, pressure, keeps it alive. Knocked away. Darion Kendrick flashing in front of Marquise Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Ashton Spencer, with my awesome co-host, Zach Mayer. How are you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. We survived the desert, um, and now it's trying to uh, make our way to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, definitely a uh, weird weird game uh that we're about to break down here uh first off we do want to thank all of our new followers on twitter we definitely appreciate uh all the love and support you guys have been giving us in the last week uh we are trying harder and harder to give you guys a better podcast every week and um We've been learning a lot, and thank you guys for joining us on this uh, kind of wild ride as we uh, follow through our second season of podcasting. Uh, you have anything to add to that, Zach? No, it's just been great. It's it's a uh, it's fun to get to do this week to week, and it's also super fun to get to uh, just get to have a dialogue with the with the Ram community as a whole. So it's just it's super fun, and I'm glad we get to get to do this every week. Yeah, man, uh, it's been an uh, awesome partner- partnership, and it's been awesome uh, talking with you guys on Twitter, interacting with y'all, and uh, we're trying our best to get people uh, guest hosts and also fans on Twitter to kind of join the podcast every so often, um, and those have been some of my favorite episodes, uh, regardless if we win or lose. Uh, it makes it fun kind of going through this experience with you guys. So, quarter one. Uh, after after all that, let's kind of start uh, breaking down the, uh, this game, Zach. Uh, the first quarter is uh started off a little hot. Uh, you you have a field goal. Uh, after a six play drive, thirty one yards by Matt Gay, kind of drive slowing down there. Uh, then you will go on to have a block punt, uh, by the Cardinals. Uh, just Zach, that it was a good play. I feel like our special teams have started off, uh, in a similar situation to kind of how they started off last year, which was just rusty and not very well. Uh, so that happened, uh, Rams end up going down and getting a touchdown off of a Cooper cup, 20 yard run, really neat, uh, kind of play design with a, I believe it was a jet sweep kind of motion. And you could tell they weren't respecting Cooper cups ability to run because he took that thing to the crib. Um, so we end up getting touchdown off of that. Uh, Cardinals have another three and out. 
Uh, Rams end up having a drive where they get a field goal. Uh, then the Cardinals have two drives back to back where they uh, get field goals uh, out of them. Uh, Cardinals start off the third quarter, going down the field, getting a field goal. Uh, and then the Rams end up having a really pretty good drive uh, going all the way and ending with a Cam Akers touchdown. Uh, another three and out by the Cardinals. Uh, Rams will end up having another pretty good drive where it looks like they're going to put it away and then Cam Akers fumbles at the one-yard line. Uh, Cardinals recover. They end up driving the field with only a minute left. Terrible clock management by Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, but they end up kicking the field goal and trying to get the onside, and they do not recover. So, Zach, what's your initial uh, reaction to this game? Uh, it is a weird game. Neither QB got a touchdown. Uh, the defenses were both solid but gave up a lot of yards. Uh, how are you taking this in? You know, in this in this league, a win's a win. And this was a divisional game, and we knew this was going to be a tough. It doesn't matter who you play. Um, when it comes down to a divisional game, it's going to be pretty tough. Um, and I wasn't expecting anything less from this. So, you know, going into this, you know, we, we see this, that no QB scored a touchdown. Yes, but, uh, Matthew Stafford also didn't throw interceptions, which was, uh, which was a big highlight to this game. Um, two a lot of, his, of great throws, a lot, a lot of, of throws. a lot of great throws. I mean, I think he had one that could have possibly been a, t uh, an interception, but um, it was still he still played a really clean, uh, solid game. He he did what I've been asking for for, you know, this last several weeks and even a lot of times in the last season uh, that he was actually moving out of the pocket and kind of uh, dodging. He did that nice little spin move. Uh, and um, so, yeah, so I think I think Stafford played you know, a, a pretty good game. He even had two pass or two, two potential touchdowns. Uh, both were dropped. Uh, one was uh, from Allen Robinson. I think the other one was Cooper cup, but um, you know, this game could, should have probably been more blown out of the water by the Rams. Uh, the Cardinals just played a little bit better defense uh, to cause us to get those, uh, <laughs> those two field goals. Um, and then on top of being able to punch the ball away from, from acres, which we, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I think, and we'll get into it more on the offensive segment. I think this offense is in trouble. Uh, and I'll go into why, but I think it's in trouble. I think this defense is exactly the same defense from last year. It's a defense that gives up a lot of yards, but they make big plays and they hold people to field goals. And you, it's a defense that is, it's going to give up on average, I think around 20 points uh, throughout the season. So the offense has to get above 20 if they want wins. Um, and that's going to be kind of the point where, uh, I'm going to judge our offense, and I think our offense was average. Um, Stafford wasn't the problem this week. Um, I, I definitely think we have some wide receiver issues outside of Cup, 
in our running game, while it looked good, it didn't, I would say it looked above average. It didn't look good, uh, and that's, it's going to be issues, and the fumble definitely doesn't help, like you said. Quarter two. All right, Zach, uh, let's go into the offense more uh, specifically, kind of putting the best foot forward. Now, wide receiver-wise, Ben Skronik had uh, four receptions for 66 yards, a 16-yard average, very good outing, best outing from him all season. Tyler Higbee also had four receptions. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but I believe three of those were screens. Yeah, three of them were tight end screens. Yeah, three of them were screens, uh, one uh, full catch. Uh, Cup had four receptions, uh, four, 44 yards, uh, and one 20-yard uh, receiving, uh, not receiving, rushing touchdown, which uh, this breaks that streak of a hundred yard games for cup, a crazy, crazy streak. Uh, that volume just wasn't going to hold itself. Uh, especially when you don't have any dynamic number two, uh, kind of help and spring you open. And I think that was a big part of what provided success for us later in the season last year was having OBJ and uh, Robinson just not doing it. He two receptions for twenty three yards, checkdowns. Um, let's kind of talk about the wide receivers, Zach. Uh, what's going on with this group outside of Cup? Cup is great. He's having another top five wide receiver season. Um, what's going on with them? Yeah, I. <sighs> It, it has to come down to, I think, what happened over the summer. And I think it's it's not Matthew Stafford's elbow. I don't think it's a problem currently. But I think the problem comes since the fact where he wasn't playing. He wasn't able to uh, contribute to the to the um, to the early parts of training camp and things like that. They were, you know, they were monitoring him. So I think, no you chemistry. know, I think it's the chemistry. It's 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 not having that chemistry. And then, you know, you know, having you know, Skoranek back on the team or back in this is, is great. He's familiar with the offense, but he still doesn't have the, as many reps as he probably should. Um, you know, the, the same thing goes down the line. I mean, out, uh, you know, Tutu Atwell still hasn't really proven himself. I mean, he had one target that was actually for a deep ball and, and, and dropped it. So, you know, there's just, there's just not as much chemistry on this receiving team as last year or, you need to have a player like OBJ who can quickly adapt and have that comfort and comfortability to um, to play with Stafford. But let's also don't remember. Let's also don't forget that there were uh, he started were, off slow. He started off slow as well, and yeah. that you know that he started coming in what when they were in their November um, trouble. So you know there there there's this is going to happen. So you know I'm I'm really feeling like things are going to pick up. They just need to pick up. You know, I'm really hoping that this 49er game, we're going to see more from Allen Robinson. I think he is the one who we need to see step up since he's filling that Robert Woods role. He's filling that, you know, really that OBJ role right now. And, you know, we're we're looking at him to help get open so that either he or Cup are able to get to the ball. 
Yeah, I'm a little surprised the fact that um, McVeigh hasn't tried to use McCutcheons more in the red zone. Like, I understand having Skoranek on the field for, like, normal drives. I think he gives you a lot of upside. His blocking has been tremendous. A great block uh, just against uh, J.J. Watt, I believe. He pancaked J.J. Watt. Not a lot of wide receivers can do that. And he just was getting open. And we have said this on this podcast, Zach. You have been here. You have heard me rant about how he is not a bad wide receiver when it comes to route running and getting open. That has never been his problem. He always had a problem catching and, like, being up to the moment. And he definitely was up to the moment this game. And I give him credit for that. But the problem is... He's not the type of wide receiver that uh, Stafford loves to throw to in the red zone. He loves the guys that can go up, high point the ball, and moss other dudes. Cooper Cup is very good at that. But you can't just focus on Cooper Cup when he's getting triple teamed in the red zone. Like, not all of our touchdowns can just go through Cooper Cup. And Robinson has... Uh, He's had one good game in the red zone, but, like, he's dropped also, I believe, what, Zach, he's dropped now two touchdowns on the season? Yeah, I mean, he he did one this week, and then I think he did one in the Atlanta game. So, so yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree with you. Um, You know, I think... Though I think Skoranek, I think you know when, when you're in when you're in the NFL, it's it's who's proving themselves, and I think Skoranek is is really proving himself week in and week out to Sean McVay that he is the player who will do it all, and I think that we've we've seen what the problem with this offense has been, and it it has been that offensive line, and I think um, bringing Skoranek in as a you know as a wide receiver who's really good at blocking. I think that's where he's really shining right now and being able to be that fullback uh, position as well. So I think those two things, he's he's able to make a name for himself and be out there. And I think that's why Sean McVay is giving him the the more opportunities than trying to bring in McCutcheon. Yeah, I just... I'm getting really worried about this offense, Zach. This is a offense against good teams that once they take away Cooper Cup and they key in on the run, where are you going to do? Like, it, we have to have someone else step up as a wide receiver too. Allen Robinson has to. He has, I mean, some of it hasn't been his fault. I, I genuinely don't, or genuinely really don't think that Stafford has been looking his way for the first two weeks. And it was... He kind of got him the ball more against Atlanta, but, uh, man, he has to figure it out. He needs to get in the uh, at the breakfast table with Cup and Stafford. He needs to get chemistry with Stafford quicker than sooner, uh, or quicker, uh, sooner than later, because um, we're going to start struggling a lot, especially going against a good 49ers defense. Uh, Zach, let's talk about Stafford, or we'll we'll mention him. He had a clean game, 18-25, 250 yards, uh, only one sack, zero touchdowns. I mean, 
he had touchdowns that were dropped. Not his fault. Good game. Not his best we've seen, but definitely not his worst. No, and I, you know, like I said, you know, he was very comfortable in the pocket. Um, you know, he he was fine when he when he was facing pressure. He didn't seem to, um, you know, it didn't seem to trouble him at all. He he was extending plays um, and was able to get the ball out. So those are things that you can you can really take from from this as positives. Um, and then the fact that there was there was no turnovers by him. So I think I think that just that proves that that things I think are getting better. We just need to get these wide receivers to click a little bit more um, and not like it. We, we, we can't all just make it the Cooper Cup show, which, you know, going going back. And if you look at the game, like we kind of broke down, he was targeting several people. I mean, Cooper Cup was third as far as uh, reception yards um for this team so he is spraying the ball around and you know being able to toss it to Higby and even Skronik having those good catches you know he is getting it around which I think definitely helps open up the playbook um but I think and we'll I think we're going to get into this next is I think we're we're really seeing a struggle at the the running back position um which you know tends to go into the passing game yeah I mean, people were like, oh, we had our first 100-yard rushing game. I'm like, you can't count Cooper Cup's rush. Like, that's – and let's talk about it. Daryl Henderson, four carries for 17 yards. And uh, Cam Akers, 12 carries for 61 yards. And then a fumble at the goal line. Um, Zach, I don't know how you're feeling about this. But I think we have no depth behind those two. And already those two, they're just proving to not be it. I don't think they're effective uh, going back and forth. And honestly, my personal opinion, Zach, I think when you start looking for trades for a third running back, um, this team needs a spark from the running back position. I think it would make it a lot more dynamic. Yeah. So, so in my opinion, you know, I do think that if they can figure it out, there is a good balance between what Henderson can do and what Cam Akers can do. Uh, I mean, obviously in the first quarter or the first half of the game, um, it was pretty bad for Cam Akers. I think we were all thinking, Oh no, this is, this is going back, you know, to week one. Uh, Cam Akers was, you know, barely taught or he, he barely was on the field. Uh, he had minus one yard. So he was going backwards, not forwards. And, you know, in the second half, I think he really stepped it up. He had several great, um, uh, had several great runs. I mean, his longest was, you know, was a 14 yard. Um, he was averaging 5.1, uh, yards, which, you know, isn't, isn't, is, is pretty good. Um, and so I think he's finding his rhythm. The problem that I have is when we put him in, in the goal line position, like, you know, and it's not his fault. I think he's capable of doing it, but you know, he does have that, that fumble mentality and yes, you know, or not mentality, but he has, he's been prone to fumbles before. Um, and he's prone to fumbles. I, uh, let's he, just be honest. He's prone to fumbles. He fumbled twice in the Green Bay game his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. He fumbled, what, three times in the Tampa Bay game uh, in the playoffs. It just, 
I think he has a problem. And now another fumble at the goal line, you can't be doing that constantly. Yeah, I'm just not sure why we didn't put Henderson in there. I mean, he's the bigger guy who can, you know, he can guarantee getting you, you know, those four or five yards. And there wasn't, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what the yardage was. I but think was, they were was, going at tempo. And so and so just... they, they, they couldn't substitute, which I get. Um, but it, it was, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's. He should it, be able to get that touchdown and not have a fumble. Correct. I mean, and McVeigh even said it's like their policy: if it's not fourth down, you don't reach for it. Right. To so, avoid that, like, so he's not listening to the coaching. Um, I, I just think we need a more dynamic running back. I've been arguing for trade. Uh, and uh, you can tell me what you think about the sack uh trading for like a Cordell Patterson some people have been saying Barkley but the Giants aren't going to trade Barkley so uh there there are other options out there but I I just feel like bringing someone like Patterson in would bring juice to this offense and the running game has been so bad in the last two years I well, it's been average in the last two years. I felt like if we had a good running game, the entire team could benefit from that. Because a lot of the problem with their defenses, they're on the field a lot. Like, the Cardinals had such an advantage of time in this game. And when they're on the field that long, they're going to give up plays eventually. Uh, this Cardinals team is just kind of bad. And uh, we're seeing with this division, it's shaping up to be a lot worse than last year, at least strength-wise. And we'll get into that when we talk about the 49ers. But that's that's my personal opinion on it. Yeah, how, how do you feel about Malcolm Brown coming back? Uh, I mean, it's like Malcolm Brown leaving. He's – honestly, I think he's a practice squad back. I think he's all right. He can get you like three yards a carry – I mean, I, I loved Malcolm Brown when he was here. Um, you know, I thought he was a, he was a good backup. He's he's kind of like, you know, maybe the old Henderson, I guess. Maybe you could say um, the older version of Henderson, where you know, if if you needed him to, you know, be bulk, you need, you needed him a bowling ball. You needed him to definitely get those three four yards. I think that's the guy that you were looking for. Um, he did a lot of good things. Um, you know, I know we we posted. Um, you know, he, he was the one who kind of christened the SoFi Stadium with the first Rams touchdown. So, you know, there's there's a special place in Rams history that's going to be dedicated to him. So um, as far as bringing him back, I think I, I like that they brought him back, uh, at least, you know, even though he is on the practice squad. So but uh, and he brings kind of that veteran experience and maybe he, he can maybe give some encouragement and some advice to Cam Akers and, and Daryl Henderson on how him and Gurley handled it for for so many years and maybe hopefully that will, you know, maybe help them in some way. I don't, I don't know if a trade is coming. Um, the Rams are super in trouble as far as death goes in other positions. Um, and so I think that, I think to me, I think right now we are really looking at, it's going to be acres and Henderson rusher. unless, uh, yeah, but trade, you know, trade wise. Trade wise, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think we're looking at a running back um, anytime soon unless there's a a a, a bigger problem. Um, 
you know, yes, they're not giving us the production that I think that we're all looking for. Um, but the depth in other positions are becoming more noticeable. And, you know, we had to put um, Van Jefferson on injured reserve so that we could free up a spot, um, you know, even though it's short term and he'll be back, you know, uh, by the bye week. Um, you know, they still had to do that so that they could bring in a little bit more depth um, into, you know, the cornerback position and, and some of those other positions that, you know, we're just shorthanded on right now. Quarter three. Well, talking about cornerback, uh, Zach, let's get into this uh, Ben no break uh, defense. Uh, four field goals, no touchdowns. Again, uh, me and you said the defense hasn't really been the problem in the last two weeks. Uh, I would say the Bills game, they were bad, but they I wouldn't say they they weren't the root cause of why we lost to the oh, Bills. I mean, I don't think it was the root. I I completely agree that the that the Rams defense was not the issue in the Bills game. They the offense could not stay on the field, which means the defense had to come out. And so by the time we got to this, I think the first half it was a tie game, mm-hmm. and you know we get to the Halfway second half through and the that, third. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the defense played amazing, but when you keep bringing them, and I know we're talking about games that are two weeks past, but when you keep bringing them back on the field, they're going to get, they're going to get tired. They can't just be three and out and then you're back in again for another 18 yard, you know, another 18 play drive that makes a touchdown. I just personally think they haven't in the last two weeks had the best set of cornerbacks out there that they could. Um, And I was frustrated with the safety play. It was better this week, and but I think that's just how they're that's how the Rams like to play the ball. Now, you know, if if you're getting to the fact, if you're getting to the point where the Rams are consistently getting the big plays put on them, like they're getting the 10, 12, the 10, 15, 20, 25 plus yard gain, uh, gains, that's when I think the defense thinks they have a problem. But the um, defense is completely fine, I think, with – especially in the second half, if the, if the Rams are winning, the defense is on the field controlling the clock for for the Rams. Um, no, and- I was more talking about necessarily those plays where you would see the cornerback expecting safety coverage and he's like a little bit too centered in the field and they would throw a deep bomb. Uh, that way and we've had in multiple weeks or in week one and two straight the same play get touchdowns on us now that didn't happen this week I'm very happy about that but I'm worried about good offenses and I don't think the Cardinals are a good offense this year I just don't especially when they're missing two of their top three wide receivers yeah for sure yeah I was gonna say that too so so yeah I mean I, I don't disagree with you but you know, I I think that this bend don't break, you know, it's frustrating as fans because, you know, we we see a lot like we see a lot of movement. Um, you know, they a lot of offenses, you know, even not so great offenses tend to move the ball down the field. Um, but it's when they get close and they kind of can kind of constrain where they can move is where the defense really shines. So when they're in the red zone, you know, they're able to defend a lot closer um, than they would if they're spread out. And so 
um, you know, they're able to to prevent, you know, scoring touchdowns a lot of the times. Well, the whole point of the defense is to prevent the big play and basically ha- force the other team to take 10-yard chunks. And that's what that's why our third down efficiency is so bad because in the first or second play, they're either trying to get a run or they're trying to take a bigger play. They can't do it. They can't do it. And then on third down, they try to just get a first down and we're still not trying to give up the big play. And then basically they do that repeatedly until they get into the red zone. Uh, The problem with our defense in the first two weeks was we did give up the big play. So I do want to see that fix. If we lose because they gave up touchdowns in the red zone, that's not as bad as like making the whole purpose of defense kind of null and void by hitting them over the top. Now, uh, Defense did good. Uh, let's kind of talk about specific things. Aaron Donald got his 100th sack. I mean, Zach, me and you can't gloat more about Aaron Donald. He's the best defensive player, if not the best player we've ever seen play. Right, oh, for sure. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, no no doubt it. You know, being able to do it um, in the time that he did it, I think, you know, yes, he's not – he's not the only one who's gotten a hundred sacks, but he's the fastest one to do it. Um, and this just keeps just, you know, one accolade over another. And, you know, his trophy wall must just be extremely huge by the number of accolades that he, that he keeps receiving. So um, congrats to him for, for all the hard work and the effort he puts into the, to the Rams. That had to be another reason why he came back. I was like, man, I can't be stuck at 99. I got to get to that hundred. Well, I think the funny, I think he was at 98 also, uh, but I think the funny thing is like, people are like, Oh, where's Aaron Donald? Where's Aaron Donald? He hasn't done anything in the last three weeks. I'm like, do you not see the video? Like they've focused, focused on it. And I like that the broadcast did this. Uh, I saw that they focus on like three guys blocking Aaron Donald, like three linemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got triple teamed. Like he has that constantly happen to him. And he's expected to still produce. Like, he gets held to different standards. He gets held literally so much uh, that, like, they would be throwing flags every other play if they were doing it by the same standard they do other players. He is just that good. And dealing with all that, he still gets sacks. It's he is freakishly good and we won't ever see a Rams defensive lineman as good as him ever, probably ever again. I, I highly doubt it unless if we somehow draft his son and his son is as good <laughs> as him. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. There, I don't think there's much more we can say about it, but yeah. So congrats Aaron Donald for a hundred sack. Um, there were two sacks in the game, so Terrell Lewis came up with another sack, so that was that was pretty good to get two sacks against Kyler Murray. Yeah, Lewis, a uh, solid death piece. Uh, he's had injury issues. I'm happy to see he finally has a healthy season. I was kind of hyped when we got him in the third round. I think he has real talent, um, just hasn't been able to stay on the field, and I hope he continues to because he's starting to grow a little bit. And uh, he's being a decently good rotational piece. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, just a complete monster back there. Eight tackles. 
uh, seven solo, one tackle for loss, two uh, pass breakups, and just flying around. Uh, also, Zach, you know the guy I've been hyping up most in the uh, podcast, my boy DK. Uh, what, what, how, how do you think a DK did in his first NFL start? Oh man, uh, I mean, I, he did pretty good. Um, you know, I was actually super excited uh, uh, about just just how he played. Um, I, yeah, I, I think he did a great job. What about you? You know me. I I've known this. I've watched him for like two, three years. I I know what we got in DK. I'm excited whenever Durant comes back. If we get DK Durant and Jalen Ramsey on the field, I think that's the best Rams cornerback room ever. I'm just going to put that out there. I think that will be the best Rams cornerback room for the next two, three years, and I think it will be a top five cornerback room. I think these uh, Durant and Darion Kendrick are so underrated with their ability to think through plays uh Durant I'm less familiar with but he's already kind of proven himself and I think DK is gonna do the same and I think the fan base is gonna fall in love with these uh two rookies very fast <laughs> yeah I, like I said I, I think he, he played really well um you know especially coming from um you know this being his uh, I this is his first NFL start right so yes. so you know he he had a lot to learn especially with you know, so like that, those quarterback positions, we just keep, they keep dropping like flies and, you know, be bringing these, you know, rookies in and, and training them up and having Jalen Ramsey, you know, be there to help coach and guide, guide these guys, these young men, you know, you couldn't have anyone better as a mentor um, and pulling these guys up and, and uh, just sharing his experiences. I think it showed so much about Jalen Ramsey and his commitment to these guys and helping them because he, I mean, them being successful makes him successful. So, you know, ha- and making the team successful. So, you know, I think this is a great uh, overall uh, uh, defensive play, especially in the back end. So uh, really, really happy with what they did. Yeah. Really great pass breakup uh, right in front of uh, Hollywood Brown, who was having a pretty good day. Uh, and he just comes flying to cause a pass breakup. Just really good stuff by DK. And hopefully he continues it uh, against the 49ers, which are having issues. Quarter four. And that's my very, very not so well thought through transition, Zach, into 49ers week five at Levi Stadium. Uh. The 49ers are 1-2. Their one win comes against the Seahawks. And their two losses come against the uh, Bears and Broncos. Yeah, Zach. uh, Beating the Seahawks is not that impressive. And losing to the Bears and Broncos, they've had a really easy schedule. If you look in retrospect, some people thought the Broncos were going to be pretty good this year. I think after that, uh, what was it, the Monday night game? After that Monday night game, I don't necessarily think uh, the Broncos are that good. And they have kind of proven to be not that good losing to the Seahawks. 
uh, that kind of speaks volumes about like the 49ers losing to the Bears and Broncos. Like they haven't even faced a top 15 offense so far. So uh, how how do you feel about this 49ers team? Yeah, so um, it's going to be, I mean, I, it goes back to this grudge match. I mean, this was uh, a 20 to 12. We just came from a 2012 game against the Cardinals who were, we were just also saying that they are, their offense wasn't that great. Um, and so it's, it's really going to be on our offense to, to assert ourselves into the position and let our defense play what our defense does best. Um, well, let's be fair. We're one fumble away from 27 to uh, 10. Oh, 100%. But that's my point is like, it it, it is on our offense. If they do not bring it, like I, again, I I think it's, it just goes back to like, they could have exploded. They didn't. And so we could be back at that position again, because, you know, the 49ers have, have, you know, we've, we've always had the Cardinals number, you know, since Sean McVay's there, he's only lost once to the Cardinals. And that was last year in week four, I think. But the 49ers have had our number for a long time. And, you know, yes, we broke, we broke, kind of broke that streak in the NFC championship game. But, you know, the 49ers have always had a way to scheme up against us. And, you know, I was more confident in us when, um, you know, originally I was more confident in us when Trey Lance was actually healthy. He's out. um, And that was when the, the bears, they, they lost when Trey Lance was the quarterback and not with Jimmy G. So not really, don't really know how that would have handled, but watching the game last week from or this past week uh, with the Broncos. Oh man. You know, you know, him getting that safety for stepping out of bounds will throw in the ball, like trying to throw the ball, you know, that's a, you know, you should, that's the awareness that, you know, you need to have. And uh, maybe it was all this drama that was happening, happening with him. Um, during during our uh during the break but um but yeah you know this this offense definitely doesn't seem like it's this the same um as it was last year so I'm, I'm still very confident but again it comes down to this is still the 49ers this is still you know the arch enemy of the rams and um you know this is going to be a grudge match i think worse than it was this week uh I actually think there's a good chance we blow them out, to be honest. Uh, this 49ers team gives me a different feeling. They're not playing hard. Uh, you could say they played hard against the Broncos, but honestly, that Broncos team is not good. And um, while I, I am hesitant about our offense, uh, we can't do just tight ends. We can't do screens and focus on Cooper Cup this week. If we do that, we will lose. And let me repeat that. If we just try to lean on screens and Cooper Cup the entire game, we will lose this game. And Shanahan will be able to scheme against that, and it will be a low-scoring game. Um, but if we adjust and if McVeigh, I think... Uh, some of those losses just had to do with like, especially in the last year, uh, those losses kind of happened because the culture of the team was like, Oh, we can't beat them. We can't beat them. Um, And they would just continuously either choke away games or they would lose any number of ways to the 49ers. I don't think that's going to be the case this game. Um, I just have a better feeling going into this one. Uh, you also have Trent Williams out. 
uh, like you said, Trey Lance is out, so it's Jimmy G, and Jimmy G has looked unspectacular already. I think there's another difference, too. This is the earliest we have played the 49ers in their schedule in a while. Right, Zach? So mm-hmm. I think that could bring a different dynamic because we normally always face them in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think we've, you know, there's been some like, you know, like mid to late October games, but that's one. We're going to get them both done before uh, before the bye week or close to it. Yeah, so I think that brings also a different dynamic. Uh, right now, the 49ers are 28th in offense. That's atrocious. Uh, especially against who they played. Um, and then they're also third in uh, defense, which I don't put much stock in that, fa- seeing that they have faced the Bears, Seahawks, and Broncos, which I think they're all bottom 10 offenses. Um, I-, I will say about uh, 49ers defense, I s- it's still top 15. I think... If you had the listed, I think it's like 11th or 10th. It's like borderline 10 right now. And I think our offense should be able to take enough advantage, especially with, uh, I think we score our first defensive touchdown this week. Uh, I don't know if it's a pick six or a fumble, but it, this 49ers offense right now, it's just not clicking. The run game isn't able to get going. Jimmy G, like, he's not able to get it. And all you have to do is shut down Debo Samuel, which uh, let's all be thankful that Debo wasn't hurt in that one play. That looked very scary for Debo, so I'm happy uh, that he didn't get hurt there. Uh, You got anything else to add to that, Zach? Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and do a prediction. I had uh, before this season... I had the Rams winning 24 to 21. I think we're going to win 30 to 17. Uh, Now, I'm going to change my prediction. I think we're going to beat them by a pretty big margin. Yeah. um, You know, I had them as 27 24. uh, But, you know, uh, that was obviously preseason. You know, I would probably change mine. I'm still thinking probably 27 to 17, you know, similar, kind of similar to what you were saying. Um, I think it, I think the defense could definitely play better. It just depends on how our offense is playing and if they can continue drives, you know, I'm not really super concerned about our defense at this point. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that game where Stafford goes off, right? Cause Stafford had three or four games last year where he just went off uh, Bears being the first one, and I'm waiting for that, that where it clicks, where the offense clicks. So, um, hopefully that's this week. Uh, all right, Zach. Uh, let's kind of put a, a bonus segment in here, Zach, and talk about fantasy. Uh, Zach, do you want to kind of introduce your fantasy team? I know some people don't play fantasy football. That's fine. Um, but we have some different fantasy insights. We'll kind of go into what we have done this season and how we are doing. I think both me and Zach are above 500, thankfully. So, Zach, uh, can you introduce us to the core of your team and how you've been doing? 
Uh, yeah. So uh, my team, you know, I, I kind of developed my team. I thought I had a really good team. Now going into week three, uh, it didn't turn out to be as great as I thought it was. But um, so <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so let's just start off my quarterback. Um, I picked up Justin Herbert. Um, actually, my first my first pick was Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, I was later in the round and I, he was still available. So I picked him up. Um, and then, uh, my second pick, uh, was DeAndre Swift. Um, you know, he, he played so well in the later half of last year that I thought he was going to be a breakout, uh, running back. Um, obviously the big ones were already gone by the time I was able to select. So that's where I'm at. Um, but then going in, like I said, Justin Herbert, um, I have him as quarterback. I have Kirk Cousins as my backup quarterback. Um, I have Amon Ross St. Brown as a receiver, um, uh, Javante Williams with the Broncos. Uh, I do have Zach Ertz as my tight end, um, with, uh, uh, Gerald Everett as my backup tight end. Um, uh, some other players I got, I got Christian Kirk, um, I got Allen Robinson. I do have Daryl Henderson only because of after the first week, I really thought that Henderson was going to be more the lead back. So he's kind of just kind of sitting there for right now. Um, I do have DK Metcalf, but you know, with him, with uh, <laughs> Geno Smith, it's, it's, it's not been, it's not been great. Slim um, yeah. I had pretty much slim pickings. And then I had, uh, uh, Ramadandre Stevenson, who who actually had a pretty game last week. Unfortunately, I didn't have him in there. And then uh, Tyler Boyd um, as my other uh, last receiver. And then I do have Justin Tucker as my kicker, who has been just kicking mostly field goal or uh, extra point kicks and not many field goals. So that's been fun, too. <laughs> oh, man. So two and one. I had a really bad game this past weekend. Um, obviously, Jefferson did nothing. Uh, I had to put Kirk Cousins in uh, because of Herbert's injury, uh, which he did score. Kirk Cousins did score more points than Herbert, um, but everyone was DeAndre Swift was a dud. Amos St. Brown didn't perform as normal. Um, yeah, he I, got uh, hurt. Uh, I don't know if you watched that game, Zach. I did. But I did, I did have that game on. Uh, he got hurt, I would say, five minutes left in the second quarter. He was on pace for a huge game again. And he just got hurt before uh, he could finish. Yeah. So, I mean, most of my guys, a lot of my guys are kind of like more second, third uh, in their positions, but they had a lot of promise to either take over from a, um, maybe a, a veteran kind of going out position uh, like the running back positions and some of the wide receivers. I have Allen Robinson, but you know, obviously he did not uh, perform as I was hoping for. Um, so that's where I'm at. What about you? Uh, as you know, Zach, and we've talked about, I had a very interesting draft strategy. I was last, uh, in a 12 person league. So I ended up going with two tight ends first, Kelsey and Andrews. Um, my team is Josh Allen, Clyde Edwards, a layer, Michael Carter. That's the Jets running back. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. And then uh, I also got Harrison Butker and Stafford. 
uh, Jahan Dotson also on my bench. So I have made a few trades. I ended up drafting Waller also, and I traded Waller and Sterling Shepard for Jahan Dotson and uh, Pat Firemuth, which that turned out to be a pretty good trade. And I also just traded Zach uh, Mark Andrews away uh, with a pretty high... A pretty high move. I ended up getting uh, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle for Mark Andrews and Jahan Dotson. So that's some news from my uh, fantasy team. Uh, I'm going to have a monster team if uh, Amin Ross St. Brown can be healthy uh, having Waddle and also uh, Javante Smith on there. I also have Jameson Williams on IR too. So uh, I'm pretty happy, Zach. I think I have a crazy team. A lot of people had doubt, Zach. Uh, I definitely went a weird strategy. I went a lot of rookie wide receivers. Uh, I didn't necessarily care about running back. I got a layer pretty late. I got Carter pretty late, and they've both been uh, – a layer's been top five, and Carter has been eh. I'm currently uh, trying to get a running back right now. I'm trying to trade away either Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, uh, both having really good seasons uh, right now. They're both averaging like 15 points right now uh, a game. So, um, yeah, Zach, I I did a few dart throws, and uh, I've hit on a lot of them, and this kind of crazy two tight end uh, setup's going to end up netting me a top five wide receiver in Waddle and Devontae Smith, which I think he'll be top 10 by the end of the year. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I'm number one in my league right now. Uh, Zach, I know you're two and one. Uh, where are you at right now in your league? Uh, it does put me down into third place. Um, like I said, I had a, I was, the top score week one, and I was the top score or second to top score week two. I had a, a I had a horrific week this week, uh, which put me back into which put me down into third place. Um, luckily, with those two big leads, I do um, I do outperform uh, four and five by significant amount of points by forty points. Um, from the from the fourth person so hopefully i'll have a bounce back uh trying to look at some people on the waiver wire um as far as running backs go to see if i can uh, get something in there that might be beneficial for me uh, i would definitely recommend madison because cooks is probably going to sit out uh, dalvin cook is going to sit out uh next game so he could be good next week i, I think he would be worth a start um uh, that's someone I'm trying to pick up because my running, I don't have running backs. So I, yeah, I, I was, I was looking at uh, Khalil Herbert. Um, Cause he just had a massive game against um, Houston and they go up against the giants. Yeah, I would, I would say uh, Herbert would be worth a start. He's not going to have as good of a game because uh, the giants have actually a decently good defensive line. Um, it, that's my kind of take on it. Yeah, no, yeah. So Madison is, uh, Madison is still available, so I'm going to definitely try to get him. Probably have to drop Her- uh, Henderson 
uh, to pick him up. But I think he um, would be worth it. He's more likely if uh, it's one of those things where I think Henderson will average like eight points, but I think Madison will do a a good like twelve to. I would say what nine to fifteen points in the next two weeks, depending on how hurt Dalvin Cooks uh, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to getting Devonte Smith and uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, I just think I'm gonna have a nasty team because I still had Travis Kelsey. Like it hurts to trade away Mark Andrews and Kelsey because a lot of people, because people in my league made fun of me, but what they don't understand is. When I was looking, I was 12, right? I knew the safest option was what? I got two dependable players in Kelsey and Andrews who don't have an injury history. Both are on teams that lost premier wide receivers, Hollywood Brown for the Ravens and Hill for the uh, Chiefs. And I still had faith in both of those uh, quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I take that? It's a premier uh, type of position because you only have three uh, that are actually the top two are like 10 points on average higher than the rest. So I have both of those guys and they pretty much perform every week, especially when I had both uh, starting. I just thought... I looked at this guy's uh, wide receiver bench, and he had Cooper Cup. He also had Devontae Adams, and then he had Jalen Waddell, and he had Devontae Smith. He had all four of these guys, and he's not going to be able to use all four. Yeah, I know, but he was losing because the rest of his team was complete garbage. And when I saw that, and he's 0-3, I'm 3-0, I was like, well... Yes, I lose Andrews, and I like Andrews a lot, and I thought mm-hmm. that was a quality pickup when I drafted him. But why not reassure my wide receiver core? Because I have Amon Ross St. Brown, and I he might have injury problems in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. If I get Devontae Smith and Waddle, I can start both. I know Waddle has an injury right now, but if anything, I got Devontae Smith that I can plug and play for Amon Ross St. Brown. I still have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, which I think are promising young rookie wide receivers. Uh, Olave getting like 26 points uh, last week. So, you know, Zach, crazy strategy. I'm getting... uh, I'm making moves. I'm acting like less need, and uh, hopefully it pans <laughs> out for me, man. It has so yeah. far. I'm eight points ahead second place, and I'm 48 points ahead of third place right now. Very nice. Well, I'm hoping I can rebound from this horrible, terrible week that I just had. So, um, But we'll see how it goes. It's mostly going to see how uh, Justin Jefferson bounces back because, you know, honestly, he hasn't had – you know, other than week one, he hasn't had a, you know, a real great um, last two weeks. So they need to figure out how to get him the ball, um, which, you know, you would, you know, you would think with um, having um, O'Connell over there to, to help scheme out things, uh, you know, for him, like he did with Cooper Cup, you know, it's just, it just seems seems like they're not utilizing him to his full potential or either that or Jefferson is not as is overhyped um, for what he is. 
Well, I mean, let's not forget, like, the offense truly got explosive last year when OBJ came in and was able to create a dynamic type of uh, offense where you either (laughs) had the focus on Cup and let OBJ run wild, which happened most of the time late last season, or just get killed by Cooper Cup because you're not doubling him or you're not tripling uh, bracketing him. So uh, I think that's kind of where our issues having and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Adam Thielen ate a lot and I like Adam Thielen a lot. I wouldn't get him in fantasy. I don't think that's going to repeat a lot. Like their team is going to win when Justin Jefferson uh, goes off. I, I really only see the Vikings winning in that type of game. Um, So, that's fantasy from me and Zach. Uh, Pretty good so far. Two and one and three and zero. Zach could definitely be a lot worse. Yeah, hopefully by our bye week, we'll uh, we'll give you guys an update on on where we're standing and kind of go maybe into a little bit more depth into that. Um, But I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Um, if you have any questions, uh, or any feedback, you can always email us at feedback at eastcoastrams.com or DM us on Twitter. Um, you know, let us know what you guys think. What are, what are your top fantasy picks? Um, what are you excited about? What are you, uh, least excited about as far as what, uh, drafts you picked, um, in fantasy? Uh, we, we love to hear it all and, you know, would like to connect and, and, uh, you know, really, you know, you know, kind of get a bigger Rams East coast community. So um, our official Twitter account is at East coast Rams, which you can also find Ashton at Rams fan, Ashton one and myself at Zach Mayer. Uh, big thanks to everybody who does listen to this podcast. Um, you know, I say, we say this every week, but it's, you know, those who are listening um, and spreading the word and things like that. This is why we do it. We, we like doing this. It's a fan podcast for the fans by fans. Um, and you know it's you're the reason why we continue to do this so um if you don't mind just take a couple minutes to like review and share the podcast with fellow rams casts or with fellow rams fans um you know we even now are trying to talk a little bit about fantasy so really any football fan uh would probably be interested in this uh ashton you got anything else you want to close out with no man you guys have been great on twitter uh keep it up and keep on sharing and uh we'll keep on putting out good vibes man uh, this team is still two and one. It's been a wild three weeks in the NFL, so anything is possible. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Uh, everyone have a. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Uh, we'll see you guys. We'll see the Rams play Monday Night Football. And whose house? Rams house. <laughs>